Welcome to episode 167 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we start part one of our two-part Chrono Trigger series. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know her, you love her. Her name is Katie Lesperance. Hello. I've been traveling in time. Forwards, backwards, alternates, everything. Katie, what year is it? Oh, God, don't ask me that. <laughs> our second friend, who might be able to tell what year it is, uh, Travis Colnett. Hello. Hello. Oh, wait. Oh, hi. Oh, wait. Hi. Me, oh, hi. Me, me from past. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What year is it? Uh, 65 billion years ago or whatever that number is. Oh, cool. Long time. There we go. <laughs> Good. Travis is going to explain a little later why he's talking like that. There's a reason. Uh, but before we dive into Kono Trigger, I want to ask you to do three favors for us. If you like this episode of the podcast, give us a review on your podcasting platform of choice because it actually matters. Send this podcast to a friend because, y'all, that's how people hear about podcasts. And follow us on Twitter. We're at Left Behind Club, and we give regular updates about the show right there. Let's talk about our game for today. It's Chrono Trigger, developed by Square, published by Square, back before they were Square Enix even. Uh, it's available on a lot, on SNES, PlayStation, Nintendo DS, iMode. Do y'all know what iMode is? What is iMode? I don't, but also, you say SNES? Did I just say SNES? You're oh, a I don't SNES, SNES boy? Oh, no. I think I am, yeah. I never really thought about it until now. SNES. Mm. What do you say, Super Nintendo? SNES. Oh, no, I don't say that. I say <gasps> I think okay, I say Super anyway? Nintendo. Sorry. Oh, so three different ways. Yeah. Okay. Okay, what what did you say? iRobot? What? I, I mode. I mode. Do you know what iMode is? No. I believe it was a service available on like low-end Japanese cell phones. So this thing was like a protocol that you could download games on. Oh. Uh, essentially, it's like a vertical version of, of Chrono Trigger. Interesting. So... Uh, and then also it is available on uh, iOS, Android, and Windows, originally released on March 11th of 1995. Oh so goodness. we start the show with our fast pitch. It's a one-sentence description of the game that we are about to talk about. Who's got a description of Chrono Trigger? I can go. It is a Final Fantasy mixed with Back to the Future. Just no Marty Travis, McFly, have- but that's okay. <laughs> no Marty McFly. I can go if you want. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to go, it's baby's first JRPG. Mm. <laughs> Not the baby voice. Do you want me to continue no. with the baby voice? No. no. Hard no. I'm a little baby. I don't play JRPG. I will sign off of this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Should I bring Alvin back too or no? No. No, Mike's listening to this and he's jumping through the phone. Anyway, Travis, you have enough time now? Um, I would say time traveling JRPG, that should be my thing. <gasps> oh, okay. I'm going to probe on that after we talk about our history with JRPGs and our history with Chrono Trigger to set the table. Uh, Travis, not your thing? I thought this was your thing. It should be my thing. I'm not, I'm, I'm like borderline sold right now. I do, okay. I probably haven't talk played. Talk about your history with yeah, JRPGs. I probably haven't played game. enough JRPGs to really have a good sense of whether this is good or bad or like what this, what this means. <laughs> excuse me um 
but uh like i mean i love final fantasy but have i really like sat down and played all the way through like most final fantasies no you know i've done like the uh, a few major ones but like i don't what are your use, faves out of those uh, i mean i love nine um yep. seven is great i think i played it must have been four um as well like i and i love like even like golden sun i loved golden sun like there's a lot of jrpgs that i enjoyed like especially like this old school kind of like pixel art style snes oh i guess i do say snes whatever (laughs) (laughs) um like style of game uh but i've never played this so it's i it's interesting to see it from a not coming from a nostalgia perspective. Okay. I, I guess I'm like, if there's a spectrum again, I think it's like Travis, you're in the middle. I'm on the side that like doesn't typically play this type of game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is probably like, if you look on Wikipedia, there's a list of like best selling JRPG franchises. And then it includes stuff that I don't traditionally think of as like a JRPG, like Pokemon or Fire Emblem or Mega Man Battle Network, which like are, I guess, JRPG adjacent. And I've played those. But as far as like playing a JRPG ass JRPG, this might be my first one ever. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So I've never played Chrono Trigger, never played a Final Fantasy. What? So like. When I said baby, yeah, I've, I've played Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, but oh. I've never played a core Final Fantasy game. Interesting. I own Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I plan to play it someday, but I've never played an, an FF game. And even like, that's different. Like, yeah, that's, it is, yeah. It's not the same. Katie, I feel like you're on the other end. Um, I've always dabbled. I've always really liked them ever since I was a little mm-hmm. kid. Um, I would play... Like the first Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy three, quite a bit. Um, I would just keep going back to those, and then I would kind of dabble on whatever ones I could get my hands on, and then I would play them as far as I could, being a you know under ten year old. Um, at some point, you hit a wall, but that's okay. And <laughs> uh, Xeno Gears. If anyone remembers Xeno Gears, PS one. I loved that game so much. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I've always kind of, I've always enjoyed them. I like like the the grindiness. I like is like the earliest uh, kind of like looter th- aspect of games that I really right. really like, especially today. But but yeah, I, thinking back, I'm like, oh yeah, it kind of had some looting aspect that I really like. You sell the stuff you don't need, keep what you want. Yeah, I've got a I've got a soft spot for JRPGs. And you've never played Chrono Trigger before. Oh, incorrect, my friend. Okay. 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 So, I have played I don't even know when I first played it, to be honest. I was a, a small child. I don't know when I, how old I was. And I've gone back to it and replayed it multiple times. I would say at least like 5 times. Oh my god. Oh um, wow. But so playing it this time, I thought that you two were playing it and I was like oh yeah Chrono Trigger I should go back to that I'm like, it's probably been I don't know five years no it's been longer than that like it's been at least 10 years oh my god! also okay. wow. playing through it I'm realizing that I've never finished Chrono Trigger <laughs> ever <laughs> for the amount of time you played it no yeah. I've, I've never finished it and I'm I, as I was playing it I was like wait a minute I never finished this game and I'm kind of really excited about this right now that I'm actually going to like play it through. Um, but yeah, so it kind of, it worked out perfectly for me. How did you come to that realization? Have you reached a point 
far enough in that you don't remember? It wasn't that far in. It was like maybe like a quarter of the way through that I was like, I never you, finished this. You, I don't like, know You never how this saw ends. what you've seen, like what you're seeing currently? No, I've, no, I'm at the point I've seen, I've played everything I've played so far. Okay. I probably, I think every time I probably made it like 75 to 80% of the way through. Gotcha. And then I would drop off for whatever reason. Either it got too hard or I didn't know what to do or I just, my attention went elsewhere. I don't know. But I never finished it. So, so we're going to, so we're going to finish it together. Now? Today, um, yeah. I'm probably at like eight, nine hours, but I'm like over okay. halfway through because okay. I'm, I'm moving at a pretty good pace because I, I and know how are you how to playing play it. it. I am playing it on the Steam version on PC. Okay, that's the version I'm playing as well. Um, and then we're going to talk briefly about the versions, because if you're interested in playing this game in 2023, there are multiple ways to play, and some of them are not as good as others. Interesting. Uh, I'm also playing it on PC on Steam Deck, uh, mostly actually like uh, like plugged into my TV. Um, and I'm about 13 hours of the way through. Uh, I think I'm, I'm in the last third of the game for sure. Travis, I know you're playing it uh, via the, the DS. Yes, I'm playing I it on is DS. The ultimate way to play. Yes. Something about that, I just love I know. it. It just I'm playing it, it on sounds DS. really good. Yeah, um, I'm about eight hours in. I think I've reached the halfway mark. I don't think I've done a lot of dilly daddling. I don't think I've. I think I've gone very much like go here, go there, go here, go there. Like I, I'm following what I think I need to do. I've checked a like a, a walkthrough a few times just to be like, am I? Like, what's the chapter? Like, how much farther do I have to go? So I want to say I'm nearing the halfway mark. You guys will probably okay. let me know. Well, I'll, I'll compare it versus you guys. But yeah, uh, I'm playing it on DS, which is fun and like kind of interesting at the same time. Like having the two screens is really cool. Like, you've So what? Fr- how does it make use of the two screens? So the top screen is like the game itself. Uh-huh. And then the bottom is just like an always active menu. Um, oh. So that you can just like, I don't have mm-hmm. to like press up. I don't have to open a menu. I can just like tap a button and like open up this or open up that. Um, I'll double check right now. I have it because li- the beauty of it is right here in my hands. Wow. Um, so I, uh, I'm, I'll double check real quick uh, and see, because I know that like the menu is there. It's kind of like, I think the map is at the bottom too. So like the mm-hmm. map is yeah, always right. open on the bottom screen so you can kind of just see the world and like the spots on the destinations that like you've maybe checked out before um and stuff like that but otherwise i mean there's really not much else to it's not like it does anything crazy special with it yeah um yeah so like i have like you have little buttons on the side for all the different menu options. You can like save, you have a world map in the middle and then along the top, you see your characters like health and MP um, Mm. uh, at all times. So you kind of just see it. And then the top is the actual like game itself, Mm. Um, which is cool. uh, But I, um, yeah, it's not like it's like revolutionized because it's on the DS or anything like that. It sounds like in my research, like the the Super Nintendo version is obviously like the original way to play. But if you can't get the Super Nintendo version, then the DS version is is the better is the best port, only because it declutters the UI. And then yeah. besides the music being a little downsampled, it's a, essentially the same game. Interesting. Uh, and it actually brings in some of the cutscenes from the PlayStation version yeah. that were very good. So there are cutscenes in this thing. I didn't know if yes. you guys had cutscenes. We did, but they're kind of, they don't look great. It's honestly like when you try and upconvert like 480p to high def. Oh, I see. And this is just a little tiny 3DS screen. It's Akira Toriyama, right? What's that? I don't know. Akira Toriyama did the, um, the creator of Dragon Ball, did a lot of the cutscenes for this one and a lot of the character designs. Honestly, it kind of looks like like it. You're talking anime now. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) 
I mean, it kind of uh, looks Dragon Ballish to me when I see, when the cutscenes happen. So yeah, yeah they I look guess great. It was a dream team of different folks involved in like Square and anime, and so like there's one person who's screaming at the at the speaker to be like, <laughs> "Hear the name of the people!" But it's like folks that did Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy, and then Akira Toriyama who did the character designs for Dragon Quest and Dragon Ball, which is why it kind of looks like kind of looks like Goku, right? The main character. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Um, but yes, the DS version, uh, the best version after SNES and then the PC Android and mobile versions are, I guess the one after that better best. Although the mobile versions, the UI is a little bit cluttered. Uh, the PlayStation version, my understanding is it's the worst way to play only because there are a lot of load times. Really? Yeah. Load times between some of the battles at times. Really? (laughs) That can get quite annoying. Yeah. How? So that's that's my. I, it I can't don't know. handle they it. Said, it's too much. Yeah, it's too they much. Said for sometimes it. there are seven second load times between what? some of the battles. Yeah, I would imagine we're talking like some of the like boss battles and whatnot. Right. Like that's what you're gonna get. Um, but it's mostly like when you're moving between spaces is the is the big like load time thing. or like world screen like uh like um. Map. settings maybe like from one screen to the yeah. next screen when you're walking over. my research said like when you walk between overworld okay. spots and then also between battles there's a small bit of loading interesting that's insane to me because like not to get too far ahead but the way the battle system is in this game it's yep. so much more different than let's say a final fantasy yep. that has like mm-hmm. an elaborate so long intro to every single like yep. random battle which is annoying it's one of the things that turns me off of like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy is like Final Fantasy 7 you're like staring at the screen forever. This is like instant. Like you see the enemy, you can dodge the enemy, you get to it and then it's like here instant battle. The idea that like the battle just suddenly like pauses for like 7 seconds to wait just seems insane to me. It it, se- it seems like the 7 seconds is more for the overworld oh, okay, changes, okay. but it sounds like there is low times between the battle Still. which even if it's 2 seconds sounds yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be seamless yeah. for sure with the way they're because laid out. Okay, I've always been calling, like, all JRPGs, like, ATB battle systems, like, active time battle, which, like, I'm so wrong. Like, there, it, it is weight versus active, and you have the choice in this game, and it's entirely different. Katie, do you mind explaining, like, the difference? Absolutely. Or the so the, yeah. like, OG classic JRPG is turn-based. Um, mm-hmm. you, when your characters will get a turn may change depending on their character's speed. But once a character's turn has come up, you can sit there and think through what you want to do, like as long as you want, traditionally. Um, and no, nothing else will happen while you're deciding on your action. Whereas Chrono Trigger, and I'm probably wrong, maybe this happened elsewhere. I don't know the entire history of JRPGs. But one of the big things about Chrono Trigger was that it had an active battle system where you have to make very quick decisions when your player, when your character's turn is up. Because if you don't, like the enemy is going to attack you while you're mm-hmm. thinking it through. Like they're just going to, they'll kill you if you just, if you just sat there. Um and then you have aspects with different characters. And if you have multiple characters who are ready at the same time, you can do different things. Um, it was like, it was a big deal at the time. Now, not really. Now it's like pretty common. But um, but yeah, it was wild. And also the way the, the battles are laid out. We'll get to that. But that was new too. As someone who has not played a JRPG before, I would say I was surprised and delighted by the active battle system. Because when I started, I was just like, Oh man, there 
if I I have to go fast because mm-hmm. I usually like to gotta think go about, fast. Like, I'm used to Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotta go fast. I'm used to TTRPGs, right? Like Fire mm-hmm. Emblem, where I can just take my time, try different like maneuvers around the battle. But like you have to make split second decisions, or else, especially bosses will come in and hit you with extra like attacks. So yeah. pleasantly surprised. I can't just sit on my laurels and just like scroll my phone. It's a game that I have to pay attention to almost the whole time. I was surprised and delighted by that. Unless um, you choose the wait option. Yes. Are Which, you, did you do that, Travis? Yes, sir. I, <laughs> oh, okay. You know me. Okay. Like I've already talked about how much I love like turn-based tactics, tactics games. The mm-hmm. stress of having to make a decision is... In, in like such a quick time is too much for me. I'd, I'd rather just sit there and think about which which one do I want to attack? What do I want to do? I'm. It's making me probably take my time with the game, but I like the idea that I'm just like sitting here. I probably could turn it on. I think at this point, I probably could do it. Like I could switch it over because I feel like, but when there's a new move, I'm like, I don't know what that move does. Who is this going to attack? Like, I don't like the stress of like the time that needs to be taken. So yeah, no, I have it turned on to wait right now where I just kind of sit here and think about my next move. <laughs> so I, I can understand that because as I'm playing this, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I am also thinking like, oh, it'd kind of be nice to play like a traditional one. Like I'm literally thinking about playing like OG Final Fantasy again. Because I'm just like, ah, I like it. But I also, I generally speaking, prefer games that require my like attention and focus. Like that's just how I, I like games to to pull me in and make me not look at my phone and go like, right. no, this is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And I have to put my full attention. And then I'm planning ahead too. I'm thinking like, oh, like. I should have enough time to do this and I'm thinking three steps ahead and I like it. Um, but I get the like, you also like to perfect everything, yes, Travis. You like to it. have everything like exactly the way you want it. So you're yeah. like, nah, I'm going to think this through. I, I want it to be efficient. I don't want to waste yeah. my magic, my, my MP points, like my magic points. I don't want to, ma- is it, ma- what is it? Uh, magic. I meta, think it's magic mana points. points. Mana? Maybe it's mana. Everything says is ma- is magic. Like they always refer to it as magic. So I always That's think true. of it as magic points, but yeah. it's it's mana points. It's, it's basically. magic points. Okay. It's magic points. Um, yeah. So like I wouldn't, I I wouldn't say though that I'm sitting there waiting forever. I'm actually like uh, making my decisions very quickly because I don't know if it's not that I don't understand the battle system. It's just that sometimes like while I'm making a decision, an enemy still attacks, but I think it's because the the animation just hasn't happened yet. Like. It's like, oh, my character is ready, but the anim- like this enemy is still attacking. Oh. And then like there's just a slight delay. Like that turn was still, the happening. enemy's turn had happened. And exactly. You, it's yeah, almost like it. one character's magic move was so long that another enemy was active that then another character became ready. So like- Yeah, like the I'm, dominoes are falling. Yes. And that's, so that's happening sometimes. So I still have this sense of like, I need to make decisions. And so I typically- and. Honestly, I don't find the game too challenging so far. So like I um, do find that I'm just kind of making quick decisions without really thinking them through as much. I probably could turn on the regular battle strategy, but I do kind of like the idea that I can just kind of leave it if I needed to. I like that we've just jumped just headfirst into this gameplay discussion. Um, (laughs) Okay, so generally speaking, it's not super challenging, but certain combat, certain enemies 
Yes. It's difficult if you mm-hmm. underestimate their attacks. Like right. uh, you have, there are learning, there are lessons to be learned mm-hmm. in the big fights where you're like, oh no, I need to heal earlier than I thought. Yep. Yes. Like yep. I cannot let that get that health get below half because next thing you know, I'm screwed. And then you're scrambling. And then mm-hmm. it's like, this guy's down. I got to revive that one. And now they're attacking you. And it's, it gets out of hand very quickly um, mm-hmm. if you don't stay on top of everything. So I could see it being turn-based being a bit easier for sure yeah. because you have, you know, they're not going to surprise you while you're like, oh, I can heal this one or should I do this? Like, um, I I feel like it would get out, less out of control than yes. it does sometimes when it's like active battle. We're going to keep it extremely spoiler light in this episode, but beyond like knowing when to heal and the tactics involved in the battle, there are also multiple party members in which you can like switch them out in different configurations. And sometimes going into boss battles to your point, Katie, you need a specific like combination of players because some are like heavy attack, like non-magic attacks. Mm -hmm. Some have great magic attacks. Some have great combos. Some have good healing tactics or healing moves. So I guess like beyond that, you also need to think about your party as well. They even have different magic types, which Mm -hmm. again, trying to keep it very spoiler light. Yeah. If you come in, sometimes you need a certain type of attack otherwise you're gonna have a hell of a time so yeah Mm -hmm. you really have to balance out your party very well which Mm -hmm. i mean is the case with most like well-made jrpgs is you have to have a little bit of balance to it um but yeah some of the battles you're like oh that happened really fast like all of a sudden you're like whoa okay i need to step back reassess try that again new strategy and then usually within it i know an attempt or two after that you get through but but it can be Um, challenging Last question for you, Katie, before we jump in and talk about the game setup. Uh, if you wanted to recommend other great JRPGs that had this sort of battle system, like the active battle system, which ones would you go to first? Because I've been thinking a lot about Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I think that has an active battle system. It in does. It. I yeah. So I have it, kind of similar to you, Jacob. I haven't played it yet, but I did yeah. fire it up once, and I played for like three hours or so, and then some mm-hmm. other game came out that I needed to play, and it just... I was like, this is too much. This mm-hmm. is for another mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, no, that has, I would say it's very similar to the Chrono Trigger battle system. Which is um, funny because I've played a good chunk of Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy yeah. VII Remake, and like I love the battle system, which Even is kind of hilarious. Even the enemies are in the world too. Yeah. It's yeah. very similar. Yeah. And you can kind of run around if you want to. Like there's no like lead up. It just starts right then and there. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't pretend to be an expert, but um, I'm sure Final Fantasy VII Remake. Everyone who's played it seems to enjoy it, and it has, I think, extremely similar battle system. I think on this panel, you're an expert. So oh, great. <laughs> that's that's not uh, great. That's not good. <laughs> let's talk about how this one sets up. And then we can kind of talk about some of the first hours without getting like super spoiler heavy. We're going to save that for the for the next episode we do. Uh, but in essence, uh, the way this game sets up is you play as a character named Chrono, um, who is at a millennial fair in their home in 1000 AD. Uh, their friend Luca and father show off a new teleportation machine that truly like, no, I'm not going to spoil a it's like- Christopher Nolan movie. Yes, I was thinking the exact same reference. Were you thinking that? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah just do it. The prestige. The prestige. I love yes, it. Yes, it's 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 the prestige machine, basically. 
Yeah. Except or hopefully it, it works a little bit differently, but uh, you know. Yeah, than this. Uh, <laughs> and then mishaps happen and yourself, uh, Luca, and then Marl, who is someone who is then revealed to be a princess, to be royalty, uh, get transported into the past and then have to find their way home. Is that a fair description of the opening? That's literally perfect. Pretty much. Sweet. Yeah. In the beginning gives you like a little bit of some mini games. You can like run around the fair a little bit. Um, and then things that you do in said fair uh, will come up not too long later um, in a way that you don't oh, expect. Oh, no way. Um, I'm pretty sure it would have happened to you already, Jacob, because I don't think I, I don't think I did it. No. No, I, I started later in the game to do things in the past that affect the future. Okay. Um, but I did not do anything related to the Millennium Fair, Millennial Fair. Okay. Um, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I mean, you know what? It's in the some, first hour. Just we'll, let it rip. We'll set our little, uh, we'll set a little spoiler mark for like basically the first half of the game at some point soon. And then we'll, we'll talk about it, Travis. But um, yeah, you can run around the fair. You can play mini games. And then yes, you meet, I've always called her Marley. Because it mm. makes me think of Governor Marley, but it might be Marl. Travis, you? So I did not want to make the mistake that I made in the Undertale episode where I massacred all You renamed all everyone, the names. didn't you? No, oh, no. Oh, no, you looked I, up pronunciation. I looked up a pronunciation YouTube video, and it's Marl. Is it? Oh, shoot. Yes. Okay. Huh. Because it's using the, the translate, like it used what the name would be in Japanese, and it was like someone explaining how each of the the sounds tr- would translate and so technically it would be moral okay mm. i think it's like i'm not gonna try to speak japanese In japanese here, is like, maru, right yeah it's like something like that like i'm yeah. I, I, i'm not gonna butcher it but like yeah i didn't want to say the wrong names because i know i royally effed up in undertale a bajillion <laughs> times so i wasn't gonna have that happen again sans song <laughs> song papyrus Sans. papyrus Papi- papyrus papyrus Right. Papyrus. Um, <laughs> Chrono. Did you guys name your character Chrono? Or did I you left name the names. Your own name? I, I always the leave names. the names. Yeah. I'm like, okay. As intended. Especially in a game like this. I feel bad. Because five characters for this game, you can only name your characters five characters, and your name is six characters. Oh, Travi. <laughs> okay, Travi McCoy. Yeah, I named my character Jacob. <laughs> oh, cute. But I didn't want to rename anyone else. No, because yeah. I like, I don't know. There's something about it. When they have set names, I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'll just leave the names. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from like, you know, like the first Final Fantasy, like no one is distinct. Like the mm-hmm. characters right. are, there. there is a fighter. There is a mage. Mm-hmm. Like no one is, they don't have histories Naming your characters in XCOM is different because they're not, yeah, there's no person. You're or adding XCOM, story yes. yourself, right? Where this, it's like, this is a character that yeah. has a story beat and a plot and it, acts a certain way and mm-hmm. for me i just typically don't rename characters like that um if it's a very basic like like xcom you would rename everyone because it's yeah. like well yeah why not because it's like these people are like copy pasted and they're there's no yeah. flavor there at all i named a grenadier killer mccourt once <laughs> <laughs> it's an integral part really? of the team i did in xcom yeah <laughs> so you're gonna start calling me killer now or no no <laughs> okay cool 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 uh, Travis, at the start of the episode, you did an impression of one of the characters in the game. Uh, we've talked about, you know, Chrono, uh, the lead character. We've talked about Marl. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Luca, but I don't know if we want to touch on some of the other party members that you gather along the way. Uh, one of them being a prehistoric cave woman uh, named Isla. Yes. I, Is she your favorite? I do love Isla. Katie, was this the person <laughs> that you knew I was going to love? 
because you told me there's someone in this game that you will love and i once i met isla i was like i think it's isla if if there is a uh a woman who is very blunt and yep. has like some some like sneaky wit um that's travis's favorite yeah every time love it. <laughs> As soon- can you guess my favorite katie um hmm. probably luca i was gonna say Marl. luca doesn't do I no Marl? frog oh it's- oh yes oh okay yeah. i didn't yeah, i didn't know yeah. that you would like okay yeah it's more like who is this frog guy and then you find out his tragic backstory and then i'm like oh no he's me <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. i would be the frog boy frog's great the whole yeah. every time every time I've replayed this game, I'm like, oh, I'm like, when do I get Frog again? Like, and then I'm always happy. I'm happier once Frog is is part of part of my peeps. And my understanding is, in some translations of the game, they've like relocalized. I think the DS version. Uh, in some versions, he speaks in like Shakespearean language. Hmm. In in some ways as well, which I, I kind of liked. I think he speaks like that in my game. To be honest, I haven't gotten far enough where he's joined my party yet. Like, I know he joins, mm-hmm. but I haven't gotten that far yet. So now that <laughs> you mention it, you're right. I feel I he's he's not talking like that. Right. For us, Jacob. No, you're right. He's not. I felt what like there was spe- something missing. How is he speaking? Mm-hmm. Like, what is he saying? Uh, like- it's it's very just like everyone else kind of like obviously he is his own personality and like and uh, history and all that stuff. But like. Not speaking differently, which is a missing factor. It's you know what I've always I've been like frogs, not quite the same frog I've always loved, and that's why because he is from. I mean, okay, you know what? We're just gonna set spoilers for the half first half yeah. of the game. Okay, about, about, yeah. about the first half. Um, yeah. So he, if you don't want to be spoiled on the last on the first six to six to eight hours of Chrono Trigger. Uh, pause this come back to it later after you've gotten there yeah Katie, to you he's from 400 years in the past like from um i don't know, more like a medieval time of the mm-hmm. of the foundation of the town that you are mm-hmm. that you live in um so it makes sense and he also is like this knight and he's very like prideful and like loyalty and like i have to defend the people and all that stuff and it, he's not talking how frog usually talks this is the first time i've played this version hmm. there's no ribbits oh there's ribbits. no croaks ribbits no i he mixes some ribbits up. in with the shakespearean but yeah i looked it up and it says that like if the ds version got rid of the wacky dialect that's um, a shame so I'm assuming I must have the same kind of version as you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's just the Super Nintendo like the original versions yeah. that have that like Shakespearean language in them. And then anything on mobile, PC, yeah, like, DS, they took it out. Once it was like remastered or re-put out a few times. And that's the same mm-hmm. version that they keep using over and over. That's for a these silly other. thing to take out. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Uh, we've talked about everyone except Robo. I don't have much He's to a robot. say about Robo. Okay. Robo's Robo's fine. They're <laughs> okay. fine. When they uh-huh. when when it has to be in your party, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't traditionally keep Robo in my party mainly because he's strictly a like physical attack. Mm-hmm. Like he can it can combo with other characters, 
but they don't have their own like um, element or magic style. So I'm like, well, you're not covering a base for me in a combat. So like you're not rounding out my my team, so mm-hmm. I can't really keep you. And also like other characters are strong attackers. Like Chrono's a strong attack, like physical yep. attacker. Um, if you want to have Ayla, Frog is a very strong attacker. So it's like I already I can get that elsewhere with yep. a magic element added in. So mm-hmm. why 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 would I pick Robo? I'm kind of in the same boat in that like I enjoyed robo's addition like yeah the, like the, the part story. of the story where robo was getting it added but beyond that i ended up just swapping him back out and i've been mm-hmm. chrono luca and marl for a while and i literally just got to the point where i get isla like that's oh. where i'm at in the game that's as far okay. as i've gotten okay. so i okay. she is now part of my party and we're going off but like um i haven't gotten past that point yet uh, and I haven't really gone back to using Robo and I'm sitting there looking at his like level, like slowly getting farther and farther away from my team. And I'm like, what if I need to use Robo again? I'm going to get really screwed here where Robo is going to be super under leveled. Yeah. But I'm hoping- I don't know how you feel, Katie, but like I haven't used Robo much. I haven't used Robo. I think I'm about at the two third mark and I have not had to go back to Robo. And I don't I don't really expect to. I'd be surprised. Who's your ideal party then? Because I think for me, my ideal is Chrono, Marl, and Frog. Even oh. though there's overlap between Frog and Marl, like they both have water. So yeah. you're probably like, you sucker, you need fire. Yeah. My- I just like, they both have healing. One has ice, one has water. I like the combos they can do. So I'll take the overlap. Hmm. No, I, I'm currently rolling with um, Chrono, uh, Luca, and Frog at okay. the moment. Because and I, it, Marl was great. Um, I like the spinning hell healing mm-hmm. thing where she, they, yep. she heals everybody. O- aura yeah. world, yeah, it. it's great. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm like, ah, uh, but I like that frog can attack so strongly. So I'm taking that, and also I haven't used him. I, I I just got him, so I'm he can heal. I'm like 95, 98 percent sure frog that he can heal. Yeah, frog can heal. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, that's the crew I'm rolling with. We'll see if anything changes, but. Yeah. I'm like, when I had to make a choice as to who I'm selecting to have come with me, I left Marl when it, when I'm going forward with like Luca, uh, Chrono and Isla, I'm like, oh, sorry, Marl. Like Marl was also the one I dumped when, uh, I got Robo too, when I finished oh. out like the Robo, like kind of story beats there. Cause I find like, even though I like Marl and every time I leave her, I feel bad. I'm like, she just <laughs> wants to have fun. She doesn't want to be a princess. She just wants to have she fun. Have, she just, yeah, no, she's just like, I don't want to be a princess. I want to be on an adventure. That's true. And every time I leave her behind, I'm like, she doesn't get to go on an adventure. But Luca mm-hmm. is just, I, I really like Luca too. Like that just gadgety, like, Mm-hmm. girl is just kind of fun i i like yeah. also your style too also yeah. my style that's the thing like luca yeah. is also very much like my kind of stuff honestly marl's kind of my style too women in mm-hmm. general are just kind of my <laughs> style but like i like it's i would find that like yeah i like that all of them are very different mm-hmm. like a game could easily fall into the trap of like oh and here's the girl but like yeah. literally your first two main party members are female and they're like very different like and they they have backstories they're distinct with distinct personalities like all the characters oh yeah 
are yeah. totally distinct and like think of things differently and will interact with other characters a little differently. And um, it's something I've always really appreciated about this yeah. game, especially like early, you know, what, 95. Um, yeah. To that point, it played a lot like your OG JRPGs, which are just like, oh, build your party. Uh, you got your fighter. you got your uh, your white mm-hmm. mage. You got your dark mage. You got your, you know, your thief. And like they don't really talk. Um, yeah. whereas this is like, this is a story. Yes. Um, as there's a story to just, being told here. Yes. This game is approaching 30 years old. That's not so it's just nuts. I think we have to cut, cut it some, some credit. Uh, um, yeah. I did look it up cause I was curious. Um, did y'all know GameRankings.com that website back in the day? Maybe it got bought by Metacritic and okay. it's not the same, but like that was the place where you'd be like, cool. What are the best games of all time? What are the best games of the year? Like it was attached to game facts. Mm-hmm. And so you would get your facts and then you would see like how reviews were this game reviewed at a 92, at least on the DS. So like it's incredibly well-regarded. Um, and I think that that regard has kind of kept up over time. Whenever people go like, ah, best JRPGs of all time. This game is typically in that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So we talked about the characters. Uh, we're not going to spoil the whole story today. But can you talk about some of your favorite story beats so far? I will say just before we hop into that, um, last thing on kind of the gameplay is that Mm. we mentioned it slightly earlier, but the thing with the enemies being on screen before you interact with them, like they are a part of the world. You can see them. Yes. Sometimes they ambush you, like, and they force you into combat. But for the most part, like, you can see where they are. And if you bump into them, you will, like, initiate combat. But you can kind of, like, run around them if you don't touch them and just run through the area. My favorite part of the game. It's so nice. (laughs) nice. And also, going through the overworld, like, the overmap from the market to going to the inn, you're not going to get attacked by some random enemy. Like, no, the combat is restricted to these certain areas. One of my least favorite parts of like old school, like Final Fantasy, like walking through the overworld. Backtracking sucks. Yes. And then like, you're just getting attacked constantly. It's, it's, it's honestly the issue with I have with Pokemon, like old Pokemon games too. It's like mm-hmm. you go into a cave and it's like Zubat, 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 Zubat. And it's like no more Zubats. Like I don't, <laughs> I think I would be super annoyed if I had to sit there through a whole action screen happening each and every single time, it's just like instant and yeah. it, it's, it's nice. It's fast. I like that about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You trigger the combat, they run out at you and like the um, commands pop up instantly. The, your like stamina meters start filling instantly. It's yeah, it's, it's same thing as earlier. S- since then it's probably not as novel but at the time, it was super novel. I was like, wait, right. I can see them. They're right there. And I know what I'm going to fight. Like, it's it's it still makes me happy to this day. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, like I said, it's not as new. And I've played it many times before. But I'm still like, ah, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I have definitely skipped battles when I had to retrace <laughs> my steps and be like, oh, I'm going to grab this item that I missed. Or mm-hmm. like, hey, am I going the right time before I started using a walkthrough? And then you just skip through the battles. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Uh Favorite time periods, favorite moments oh. so far. Um, yeah. I will say, okay, and I've mentioned this multiple times, typically I'm not a fantasy person. And right. typically like, so like the beginning, first little bit of this game is very much like you're in the past kind of fantasy world and you mm-hmm. go even farther into the past fantasy world. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is fine. Yeah. You're not a swords and shields kind nah, of guy. Not really. Whereas that's my jam. But yes. Yeah. 
so but then the first time you go to the far future mm-hmm. the game takes such a shift like tonally like yep. musically everything like everything about the game just feels desolate like mm-hmm. that wasteland of an overworld mm-hmm. map and like the you're talking 2300 yeah I think is the period you're talking and about, it's yeah. like you just the the way that the game is able to convey a lot with so little in terms of like pixels and restricted like able like ability to like play certain songs like just the way the tone shifts so drastically that's where the point where i was like oh this is interesting and different if it was just more of the same like swords and shields like fighting different enemies in the past i i probably wouldn't be as like enthralled but because of that time jump to the future i had not seen something like that before and i thought that was very interesting and that's the thing that kind of keeps me going is like i'm ready to be surprised like Mm -hmm. going forward into like give me another time thing like okay interesting i kind of like this i i want to see how the the worlds kind of interact a little bit more because i haven't seen that too too much for where i'm at in the the playthrough but yeah that first time you really go to the far future and you're like oh god i screwed up like i should not be here this is bad yeah (laughs) yeah you feel like you don't belong yeah it is such a stark difference and it's really mainly like you said color palette um what everyone's wearing how everyone talks how everyone's kind of um kind of like succumb to this like (laughs) depression like post-apocalyptic depression where they have almost no hope um but the layout is it's not very different like you have your little town areas you have your what are in the past forests that you have to get through to get to the other area in this area it's like ruins or something Mm -hmm. um they're not the differences aren't that stark except for those few things but those few things are so different yes that it really lands also it sets the stakes yes like it actually gives stakes to what you're doing whereas before it's like okay i'm running around yeah i'm fighting things like who cares but it's like oh no we have to figure this thing out because this is what's going to happen because this place Um, is terrible and like yeah which you don't get very often in a lot of jrpgs you're just kind of moving forward and you don't know what the end is going to be whereas this you know what the end is and you need to change it and I think that's it's, the interesting it's thing. Lovely. Yeah. It's it's just so weird because it's like you I think of a JRPG and I kind of think of like old school knights and swords and magic and all that kind of stuff. And to then just take those characters and transpose them into a world that's like domes and robots mm-hmm. and like weird mutated creatures like that's basically mad max for like lack right. of a better comparison. Yeah. It's, totally. It is. That's the thing. It's just, but it's such a shift in terms of genre that Mm -hmm. like yes sci-fi and fantasy get lumped together all the time but like they feel very different and Mm -hmm. the game does such a good job of making that that feeling like different than what you have have experienced up until that point so i yeah that's the big one for me and i don't know what i was thinking going into a game named chrono trigger Uh, i literally knew nothing about this game like i didn't even know that there was a like time travel element to it but i should have known um the first couple hours of this game i was just like man why did i sign up for this this is not i know i was so worried when you started tweeting (laughs) about like so this is a classic huh i was like oh god oh yeah jacob's trolling already Honestly, yeah. I was Did hoping... Did you just give me the finger? <laughs> what? No! Did you just give me the finger? Of course I didn't. I would never... Well, I would, but not right now. Um, <laughs> um, so originally, this pod was just going to be you two. 
yeah. then I happened to be like, you guys keep talking about Chrono Trigger and like you're making me want to play it. And then I was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to play it too. And then not with the goal of like getting on the podcast, but then Jacob was like, you want, do you want to hop in on this? I'm like, sure. Apparently I have to because I have to rescue everyone yeah. from the <laughs> terrible negative takes that are going to happen. And I can understand having a different perspective playing this game modern day as opposed to when you were a kid. It's totally different. It's a different experience. But still, I was like, I uh, yeah, I will come on this pod. Yes, please. Because again, I need to I need to, you know, lift the mood a little bit. I'm glad you came around a bit. (laughs) There were two moments that like kind of brought me around the, the first moment was exactly the one that travis went through where you go to 2380 for the first time and you're i'm like oh th- w- this is not just medieval times this is not just magic this is the future too cool and then there's the the frog backstory and that's when i was like oh even though this game is almost 30 years old like there's there's a lot of backstory here that i wasn't fully expecting and when there's another time period that we won't spoil here that is like the future, that's all I'll say. That is when the third time that I was like, oh, okay, Chrono Trigger, you got me. I'm in. Let's do this. But it took a long time. Like it took three hours. I wanted to like literally throw my controller and my system oh. like, out the window. And then I got through that first three hours and went, oh, okay. This is not what I expected. And then it kept getting better. And it probably took eight hours for it to get like really good. Mm. Now where I'm just like every night playing it. And I had to slow down because I was afraid I was going to beat it before we did this. <laughs> yeah. I don't is... know if you noticed how many times I was like, so when are we recording? Yeah. Saturday? <laughs> S- sun- Sunday? You mean Monday? Oh, no. Yeah. There is a lot of substance to it. And mm-hmm. there actually isn't as much space like actual physical space that you're traversing like each time period uh, only has like a few locations mm-hmm. um which is different from a lot of like OGGRPGs where you're like going across this continent and now you're going to the other continent and you're like you're the traversal is purely space but adding the time factor and that you can hop around and you can actually choose where you're going at yes. a given time also a thing that I love I think it's my favorite um, time period just because I think it's interesting is the basically present day that you start the game in mm-hmm. but it's the alternate tell me Travis if you've seen I don't this know or what not. this is I'm gonna stop don't... talking then oh okay I don't know what this is nope it's a different you know what this is. it's a different 1000 AD we'll just save it for two then since I don't Travis know. is unsure <laughs> I feel like you've done it but if you're if you don't know then we'll I mean we'll wait. I mean, how, when does this happen? Am I just not paying attention? I feel like a third of the way in, I, I got to it. But actually, do you, uh, have, do you, you have might not Isla? have had to yet. I don't know that you had to yet. But anyway. Could, either way. So this kind of brings me to my point that I think I had my issues with the game initially. Is I think... I wasn't taking the time to really read. Mm. Like, mm. I think... This I, game is half reading. That's the thing. I was bringing out my inner Mo, and I <laughs> opted to just like, okay, yeah, I kind of get it. Like, oh, save the queen. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's then just fair. Kinda, and just kind of like skip through the like, the fluff. And okay, what's my goal? Where do I go? What do I do? And then I realized that like, oh no, I need to like 
take my time and talk to everyone because I like I randomly got like I read a random note on the floor and it told me how to beat a robot dragon thing on a bridge. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't have known that. And I would have gone to that fight and I would have been sitting there like, what do I do? And then looking up a walkthrough on how to beat it had I not stopped and read that note. And then I was like, oh, I kind of need to like talk to more people. And re-. so yeah. now I'm actively like taking notes. I, I mean, I typically take notes when we play games anyways mm-hmm. um, for this, but I am like writing down actual uh, like, oh, here's where I need to go. Like, here's what I got to do so that I know where to go and what like information I've picked up along the way, because there's so many names and there's so many people and there's so many times that like, I know now that I need to go to the super far past to get this stone so that I can go into a certain timeline to make something happen with a sword. And like, I'm in the process of doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wouldn't have done known that had I not like started taking my time with it. And I think I know initially I was more like, eh, not sure if this is for me. I think by the end of it, I'm going to have a much more positive outlook on this game because of, because I've just now started to really think about like taking my time with the game and reading and talking and, and, and absorbing the world because I think I might mm-hmm. care a little bit more. I think I was just like, when you don't like really absorb the story, you're not really, it's a very story driven game. So if I'm not absorbing the story, I'm not going to care about it. And so it's like, okay, this is kind of boring combat. I don't really care about the story. So I need to like give myself a reason to care. And so I'm going to actively like read going forward. <laughs> yeah. There's a good amount of like lore and yes. like world building and yes. history. Like there's a lot of mm-hmm. history from your, I forget if it's 400 AD or 600 AD. I've, I never remember. It's 600 AD. Thank you. Um, between like 600 AD and 1000 AD, there's like they the people in the town talk about like the history of the town, like oh back when so and so ruled or whatever, and it's like you go back and that's the actual person that's ruling, right? And and then they talk about the past before that, and um and like big battles that happened and how they were important, and it's you can dig into it pretty good, especially mm-hmm. for a game of that time. Like it's right. it's um it's impressive. Right now, again, today, it's not it's not wild. Like, you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, there's so much lore. You'd be like, yeah, this is, like, not expected, but, like, not unusual amount of world building. But I feel like at the time it was a lot is more Is it than fair usual. to say that, like, this game changed, like, is the basis for why a lot of stuff going forward has mm-hmm. all these kinds of elements, right? Like, it's this game that kind of changed what you could do with a game mm-hmm. like this, right? How many games do time travel like this, though? I can't name many. <sighs> I don't know if I can name any off the top of my head. Where you can go back and like do things and that'll affect other things. Um, I know, yeah. I'm trying to the think The only other one. one I can think of is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Seasons mm-hmm. and Ages. It's a DS... Or Oracle of Seasons. Oracle of, like, yes. It's, an, it's old, like, Game Boy, one of the Game Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, it's a Zelda game and you have a time traveling mechanic where you go back, you do something, you drive, you jump forward. It's the same overworld, but things change. So like Mm. you, something you do in the past affects the present and you have to do, use that to, um, like complete the story and like unlock puzzles and and certain things. Mm. So there's a lot of like time jumping in that. But that's honestly and, the only thing I could think of. I mean, like that maybe could be Life is Strange kind of has that a little bit. 
Uh, and then other games do like time travel where there's a time loop. So mm-hmm. like time loop, outer worlds, braid does like the rewinding. There's different time period jumping in the time splitter series. But like, I can't think of anything like this. Yeah. Where that- almost the entire game is told on a linear, like timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can go to like whatever time you want. Another thing that's impressive to me is the way that you kind of get led through the game, even though it's not specific, like it doesn't shove you into the area that you're supposed to be. But somehow I just end up being there. And I didn't know if that was a um, reflective of me having played it so many times that I'm just like, oh, I'm just in the I'm I'm being kind of without me realizing it being shuffled to the right place Um, or if it's just me knowing where to go and ending up there. So I was curious with you two, like if you just find you're kind of naturally going to the right place, even though it's not obvious. Yeah. I think the game is pushing you in a direction. Mm -hmm. It feels that way to me because I don't feel like even having not really read early on in the game, I still was making progress. Like I did, I had a little gap where I didn't play for a bit and I went back and I was like, I don't remember what I need to do. And so I went around and I talked to everyone. Um, and then I remembered, but I still felt like the game, once you reach a roadblock, you go to that area and you're like, okay, why can't I go past this point? And mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, this is what I need to do. The game is kind of pushing you. And yeah, but I feel um, like it's in a subtle way. Yes. The only, I did like, Right before, I needed to still go back to, I want to say, like 600 AD, but I ended up like just exploring when I first got access to the end of time and going all the way back. Mm. But when I went there, there was nothing, I couldn't do anything. I was like, oh, like I literally checked out every location. There's nothing that I can do here. And I realized, okay, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. But I kind of liked that the game let me do that. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like, oh, this portal's not active yet. It's like, no, I... I'm like, no, I would rather just explore, you know, like in terms of like JRPGs that do this, like Pokemon nowadays very much like you like blocks your access to the next area that you're supposed to be able to go. I would much rather like go to an area that I'm not supposed to go learn my lesson and then turn around Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's just more natural rather than a game that's like, oh, this way is blocked for some unknown reason you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it it let me like explore and realize oh i need to actually go do something else i'm not where i'm supposed to be i tend to agree with you both because i have a a walkthrough that i'm using but i'm really just using it almost like guardrails to say like if i spend too much time figuring out what the next thing is then i'll use it or if i can't figure out my way through uh, like I'm uh, a certain area I'll use it but the amount of times I've had to use it to really get out of a bind is, is less than five because as you've said this game really funnels you in the right direction and and you just know even by some of the cues that the characters share of like uh, hey we need to get a stone for this sword that isn't in this time period yeah. it hasn't been available for many many years yeah. wink and it gives you a lot of that to kind of push you in the right direction and even the dungeon design I find mm-hmm. Um, is always or almost always good in that you know where you're going even though there's no overworld map. Right. Or there's no map of being like, here are the different floors. There's no target. If a dum-dum like me yeah. can figure it out, then like, <laughs> I think we're good. I even know where the extra areas are. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, if I go over there, there's going to be a chest. Like, I right. just know just by the way it's designed and which way is going forward. Yeah. It's just no, good level really design. Well yeah. Yep. Um, I think we're going to save talk about the music 
and yeah. some of the later game bits until part two. Yeah. But there's one question I want to ask y'all before we wrap this one up. And this is, and I think Travis, you probably have to lead it here because you're the least far between the three of us. Mm-hmm. Where do you think this game is going? Oh, we're going to pull a, a segment from our other podcast <laughs> cutscenes where we ask in a television series, what do you think is going to happen? And I ask you, what do you think is going to happen here? I would love for this game to completely subvert my expectations. For some reason, I kind of expect it just to be like a, we're going to beat the bad guy and just the end done. And every, it's just going to be all wrapped up with a nice little bow on it. Do you know who the bad guy is, though? Uh, like, I know that it's some, isn't it Lavos? Is that the name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that how you say it? Kind of. Yeah, I think so. That's, no? the, that's the one that I know that I need to stop right now. I'm like my brain goes to like oh this is just going to be a basic like go beat once I finally beat this guy the end I would love it if the game like subverts my expectations on that I don't know if I have any ideas as to where that's gonna go like I don't know I then again like I would love it if I saw like oh I completely messed up the timeline and like things are just like way worse worse i made it way worse worse. and then the game is over like i would love that too (laughs) like just boom oh you screwed up the end and then Mm -hmm. uh but i I don't know are there multiple endings in this game i wouldn't be surprised if there's multiple endings my understanding is that there is okay so yeah you can you can actually and again this is spoilers for probably the the first third of the game my understanding is that you can actually go and beat lavos at any point in the game um, but you get a different ending depending on where you are in the actual oh, game story. Oh, interesting. See, I haven't, I didn't know you That's could do that. That's my understanding on it. I haven't spent a lot of time in Katie's that hub smirking. area. So like, I don't know, but like, I would assume like everything will be wrapped up in a nice little bow and everything will be honky dory at the end and everyone goes back to where they belong and everything, the timeline is corrected and happy, yay, good day. I would love to be wrong though. Katie, you're smirking I, so I, hard. I, Please I, help. I think you're, I think you're, basically right like on average right again i never finished the game so who am i to talk right (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm um i jacob you go first as far as because i i've i have played it in the past further than you have but so travis how far do you know what do you know about lavos nothing he i think he erupts out of a big volcano thing looking Mm. because i saw that on a screen in the far future and then that was about it i think he's who he's someone created him and i think i need to deal with him but i don't remember the details of that either okay jacob why don't you just you know general what feelings what do you what um if you want to spoil story some stuff beats, like, but like i'm not gonna i can always shut like turn off my uh ear like, muffet? I, can, I can just mute you both i could <laughs> the power of technology yeah, can you can you mute us for? I like will. I will. Thirty seconds. Yes. Oh, you excited. just like hand. Wave, I'll give you a thumbs. I'll give you a thumbs up when you're good. Hand wave at me once you are all good. So Travis doesn't know what Lavos is. He has no clue. I'm sorry. Do you have a clue? I mean, I do, but now I don't know. <laughs> Again, no, last no. time I we're played the, this we're game, in the same place was like ten years ago. I mean. Yeah, that that the one guy made Lavos, Lavos, that Magus. But also Lavos is kind of an alien too. Yeah. Yeah. Travis okay. doesn't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I can't really tell, like I don't want to spoil anymore because we already know what Lavos is. Yeah. And like, 
I'm really far. I'm really far. <laughs> You're further I'm than like, I am. Yeah. I'm like final five hours far. How fast, how much past getting Frog as a permanent party member are you? Far. Oh, okay. So I just got yeah. Frog. I'm and probably five hours ahead of you or six hours ahead of you. I remember a little bit past where I am. But mm-hmm. beyond that, I don't know. I so, remember failing. I remember failing so many times to beat either Lavos or Magus. I think Magus. we can bring Travis. We can bring Travis back now. I think. I think so. But yeah, I failed so many times that beyond where I'm at is starting to get fuzzy. You can. Yeah. I'm just good. saying that beyond where we're at, where I'm at right now, it gets fuzzy. Um, mm-hmm. I have a general idea. I remember where I failed miserably over and over again and as a like you know eight-year-old i was like well i don't know what to do and i'm gonna give up now um so i'm excited to get to that that is my kind of feeling about going forwards is i'm just excited because i'm like oh i've never finished this i'm gonna i mean i see it through this time and like see the ending which i'm the game for me builds gets better and better uh, the more you play it and the further you mm-hmm. get into the story. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm missing, I'm assuming that I'm missing the best parts of the game. Um, and I already liked the game. So, so yeah, I'm very excited to go forward. Yeah. I will say this one thing and then I will not say any more because I'm way further ahead <laughs> is I think that this is going to be a, like there's going to be at the end, like a multiple timeline of like jumping between timelines really quickly oh. to like maybe beat the, the big bad, which we don't know, really know who the big bad is. Wink. Uh, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. I will leave it at that. Possibly. Any other predictions you want to throw out there or should we just, should we just leave it till next time? We'll see. I think we're okay. good. I'm okay. excited for part two. We'll- yeah. So, hey, in part two, we're going to cover uh, the entire story of this game. Uh, we're also going to talk about the music and then talk about maybe some of the reviews as well. So uh, stick around for that. Come back, download it. Uh, it'll be available soon. You know, what? it's the future. We don't know because we can't time travel. Ooh, That's right. Good. You can find all things up behind Game Club on our Discord at leftbehindgame.club slash Discord. Jump in there. Talk about Chrono Trigger. Uh, it'll be a great time. And then you can follow us on social. Uh, Left Behind Club on Twitter is the best place to find us. Y'all, uh, where's the best place to find you on the internet? Let's start with Travis. I'm on Twitter at uh, Travis Colnut, or you can find me in the Discord. Katie. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I am Les Brack, L-E-S-P-E-R-A-K. I like cat videos and talk about video <laughs> games. If that's something you're so, into, this is where it's at. Good. Yeah. Our, our slasher, our hashtag pet section of the Discord uh, is very good. It's so bumping right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want a cat yet, Katie? No, I want one though. Okay. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms, except Blue Sky, where I'm Jacob.bsky.social. You're I the think. first if, Jacob on that thing. Yeah. yeah if, I am. if someone gets their own name on a social media platform, but no one's around to see it, did it even happen? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really got me. I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> yeah, well, on that note, we're going to end the show. Shout out Mike Ruffalo. That, my friends, is one last game left behind.
Sorry, headphone you users. Me, eh? You had to get me, eh? It was, I was like, oh, this is too good. I've got it lined it's up. It's too good. It's in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I walked into that one. Yeah. So good.